prophecy of Isaiah that we hear in our first reading is very clear about what they were to expect when the promised one came. The blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame would leap for joy, and those who were dumb would speak. All these wonderful things which were, in essence, an overturning of the system as it was, because all of those things were believed to be caused by sin in the life of either the person who was afflicted or their parents or their grandparents or their great-grandparents. But the Lord was to come and to overturn all of that. And so when these things happened, the people were to expect the coming of the promised one, the, the anointed one, the one whom God had said he would send. So when John sends his disciples to Jesus to say, is it you? Rather than just saying, yes, it's me, Jesus responds by quoting the prophecy and going a little bit further even. Not only will the, the blind see and the deaf hear and the lame walk, but the lepers will be cleansed, the dead will be raised to life, and the good news will be proclaimed to the poor. It's going beyond even what the prophecy of Isaiah had expected. And so Jesus is saying, the prophecy is being fulfilled. And it will be fulfilled, and you only have to see what is happening to know that, yes, the kingdom of God is near at hand. And the way for that has been prepared by John the Baptist, who proclaimed repentance for sins, certainly, but languishing in prison, as many people might, he began to wonder, did I get this right? And so Jesus tells his, this, John's disciples, yeah, you got it right. Don't panic. The kingdom is here. It's that sense of the fulfillment of hope, that great rejoicing that permeates this Sunday, this third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, that allows us to recognize that what we're preparing to celebrate only a few weeks hence is the fulfillment of God's promise to us, not just once, but always. Yes, the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame leap for joy, lepers are cleansed, the dead are raised for life, because God has deigned to become one like us in all things but sin and changed everything as a result. From that moment of incarnation, which we will celebrate two weeks' time, everything was changed. And we live now not just expecting the coming of God's kingdom, but in the very early days of God's kingdom. And as a result, we have a role to play. We have a role to play in making sure that the good news of the, of, continues to be proclaimed to the poor, that those who are afflicted have solace, that those who need our attention have our attention. That's the quote-unquote cost of discipleship. So on this great day of rejoicing, let's rejoice not the burden that's been imposed because of what happened 2,000 odd years ago, but in the opportunity that it presents us to be part of making the kingdom real here and now in this time and in this place. That's the great sense and great source of rejoicing that is ours on this great day. So let's be about it. Let's rejoice, not because we have things we must do, but because we have the opportunity to do them.